What's up, friends? How's everybody doing out there? Bet the Universe here. Dennis Perez, Roel Cabral. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. Excited about the playoff weekend here. Wild card. Big wild card weekend coming up. Before we get into all that, just want to remind all the folks at home listening, bettheuniverse.powerbean.com, the original home, Spotify and iTunes, the extra platforms. Also, want to shout out my boy Matt Stevens' show, Smoking Sports. He's always plugging our show over there, always giving us free, free ads over there for Bet the Universe. So, Smoking Sports, catch my boy Matt Stevens on that one. Look it up on YouTube. And uh, yeah, so roll big weekend coming up. We got Excited. three games tomorrow, three games on Sunday, and then we got you know college national championship game on Monday yeah, night. So, so much, a lot of big, big games. You big know? weekend for sports fans coming up. They're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes, with with the addition of the two games. So we're gonna get right right into it, right? Colts and Bills, first one up tomorrow. Yeah, the Colts, the Colts. I, I believe what's the line on this? Minus six, six and a half. Six and a half six for the half. Bills at home. Uh, you know the red hot Bills and and fifty one and a half is the total. Yeah, my brother. I think the key to this game, we're gonna start with the Colts here. Is really gonna be the Colts and their top ten defense, and can they slow down Josh Allen and pretty much the hottest team in the league right now, the the Bills. You know, we're talking about eight straight covers here with the Bills. Uh, you're talking about a team that's thirteen and one the last. 14 when they're playing as a favorite. That's a 10-4 and four against the spread there, D. So the numbers all show it. The Bills are, are a solid team, top-notch team. A lot of people think that they're the top team to, to be face um to face Kansas City or, you know, to challenge Kansas City. But let's start with the Colts here, D. And it's going to be about their defense. Second in the NFL versus the run, 90 yards a game. The last three games, D, against the run, only giving up 52 yards a game to get and better against the run. And the key is going to be can Buckner and Justin Houston get pressure? You know, with the, that's the front four on Josh Allen. And can they get some turnovers? Because they're second in the league in turnover ratio. So what do you think? Do you think that the coach defense could get some of those things done against Josh Allen? Or do you think Josh Allen is going to be able to have his way? I wouldn't say have his way. Uh, they might li- be able to limit him some, but not limit him all the way because, you know, Josh Allen, this is his breakout year, and, and look at the plethora of weapons with Diggs. We don't know if Beas- Beasley's going to be available this one, but also the dual-headed threat at running back with Singletary and Moss. Yes, yeah. So, you know, the Bills' uh, offense rolling into this one. I do like the the Colts' uh, running back in the offensive line. So Jonathan Taylor with his, you know, over 1,000 rushing yards this season. 253 of those last week against yeah. the Jags, so he's coming into this one hot. He's been hot. I think that's the angle that the Colts have to come into this yeah, one. Keep uh, them off establish the field, with the run and right? keep him off the field with the running game and let, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers pick his spots and not turn the ball over. I agree. And you know what, D? Phillips had a solid year. I mean, 24 touchdowns, 11 picks, not bad. And like you spoke on Jonathan Taylor, in the last six games specifically, D, you're talking about six yards per carry, almost 125 yards per game totaling almost 750 yards in those six games. So he's hot. And, and he and um, Phillip got weapons here, D. You're talking about T.Y. Hilton. Pascal was really good. Michael Pittman Jr. Hines out the backfield. He had a tons of, of receptions. And then he has three tight ends. Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton, who you remember from the Bears days, and he, Doyle. So you got some weapons here for Phillip. But at the end of the day, D, I agree with you. I think the Bills are too strong. The one um, thing you could say about the Bills is their run defense, 17th in the league, giving up almost 120, 4.6 yards per carry. That's probably where the, the Titans are going to try and take advantage. They're, like you said, their run offense against the Bills' run defense, right? Yeah, that that would be the hole in the Bills' defense because the pass defense is, is, is kind of stellar over there. Um, 
But the Bills' defense is the tale of two seasons for them. You know, in the first 10 weeks of the season, they were giving up about 26 and a half. Right. And they've shored that up with the last six games here by giving up 18.3 uh, okay. a game. So, you know, Solid. almost 10 points less. So they're definitely playing their best ball right now. But, you know, it's all going to come down to Josh Allen. Josh Allen, indeed, not for nothing. I know a lot of people are not speaking about the home field advantage, but there will be some fans in Buffalo, right? About 6,000, I believe, 7,000. Yeah. They covered six of eight games this year at home, the Bills. So they do have a good history there at home this year. And, you know, and something else a lot of people are not talking about is is the special teams game here. The Bills were number one in yards returning, so they, they usually get some good field position. And their kicker, Tyler Bass, was six in the league with four field goals of over 50 yards. So they got some kicking game going here. Blankenship, the, the kicker for um, the Colts, he only had one kick of over 50 yards. So that's an advantage here. And like you spoke, if they don't have Beasley D, I still, John Brown, who's been really good when he's in. Gabriel Davis gave him a lot. McKenzie's been good for them. They got tons of weapons besides, you know, besides Diggs and besides Beasley that I think. And, and Allen's legs. We can never forget about Allen's legs, right? He 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 gets away. He had seven rushing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns this year. So he runs the ball too, and he you know at third down you got guys covered. Next thing you know, Josh Allen runs for a first down, right? And they're like number one in third down conversion, no? The Bills. Yeah, I mean, so. listen. Um Diggs is a little banged up coming into this one, but you can't deny the the output. You know, first in receptions, first in, in yards receiving, eight touchdowns. And yeah. he helped take Allen to the next level. Right. Allen's in consideration for MVP. Not saying he's going to win it this season, but he's certainly in that conversation. He might yeah. come third in that in that running right there. Sure. Also, and, and, and since week 13 for Josh Allen, 15 p- touchdown passes are only two picks. So he's limiting the, the, the turnovers. That was something that was an You're issue right. with him last year, putting the ball on the ground. And that's going to be key in this game. Team. Yeah, that's definitely key and is, is always key when it, when it comes to these playoff games. You want to get into some... Also, I think it's going to come down, I was mentioning before, to third downs because the Bills on offense are the best team in converting third downs first okay. in the nfl converting third downs at a 49.7 percentage rate on the on the other side the colts defense have trouble getting teams off the field they're 19th in, mm. in getting uh, teams from third down to fourth down getting them to punt uh you know so I think gonna be that'll be points. a key thing yeah, right there definitely. a lot of people are picking the bills and and, and we'll you know we're gonna make our picks later on for now a lean i'm gonna lean bills roll yeah i'm gonna lean bills deep but i really like the over in this game that's my best pick of this game the over 51 i'll buy that half point make it 51 we want to move on to the afternoon yeah. game of Saturday. So yeah. this one is going to be the Rams at the Seahawks. Another entertaining one. Also, I, or kind of a quarterback issue with the Rams coming into this. We'll get into it more. Yeah. Um, minus three at home for the Seahawks. 42 and a half is the total. Yeah, D, the first thing I think about when I when I look at this game is defense. Both teams have been really solid on defense. And the Rams, they're number one. Points allowed, 18 and a half. They're third against the run. Only giving up 91 yards a game. They're first against the pass. This is their number one total defense right here in the league, D. They're second in sacks with 53. Only Pittsburgh has more sacks than them. They get interceptions as well. The two earlier matchups these teams had were pretty tight, and they were played under the total, you know, which is something that I'm looking at right here. But the question marks in this game, D, will golf play? What would you get? What are you getting from Wilford here? Is Adams going to play, right? Is, is he going to be 100%? So I think those are the biggest questions going into this Walford, game. Right now. he wasn't awful last week. Uh, he threw, I know he threw a pick early in that game, but after that he settled in and he actually played a good game for the for, for the Rams. Yeah, and, and you know how Seattle loves to throw the ball deep down the field, especially to Metcalf. That's gonna be big this game. Why? Rams have allowed an NFL low in completion percentage on deep balls this year, only fifteen percent. 
Only 15%. So the Rams don't allow those deep balls, and we know how Russell loves to do that. But D, looking at this game, I got to be honest with you. The question marks at quarterback for the for the Rams is too big of a question for me. Russell Wilson, 5-0 in the playoffs at home. I, I'm leaning, I'm starting to lean Rams, but it's it's kind of hard here to go against. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Seahawks, but it's kind of hard here to go against McVay, D. It is. It's, what do you it's, think? It's funny how... In such a remember when the the year the Rams made the Super Bowl was the year before last, right? When yeah. they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they were an offensive heavy team. Yeah, their identity was built around the offense. Right. Here we are, two seasons later, and totally the, the, it's it's all they, they are the actually the number one defense yeah. in the NFL. Right. And credit to McVay for shifting the identity to whatever the strength is and the personnel. You know they got Ramsey over there in, in, in uh, last season. And and a bunch a bunch of other players. Um, Donald's still there on the on yeah. the defensive line, but they've well the, the, the identity of the team is defense now, and to the tune that they've only allowed eighteen and a half points per game this year, wow. which is great in today's NFL, really in today's pass you know pass hungry NFL. Also, the number one pass defense. Where's Seattle going to get these yards from against this defense right here? I know the Rams have their issue at quarterback, but. Where are the Rams going to get production? I they've think, played a few times this year, uh, this year yeah, and they had yeah. Lockett and, and, and the, the two of them under 100 yards both games. Yeah. I think that's one of the keys there, D. Lockett, and I think, you know, they're going to have to see how much they get out of Carson, you know, out of the run game and maybe throwing it out of the backfield from him too. And, and those are the kind of things that, that the way they're going to score. But keep this in mind, guys. When Seattle's favored by less than three, you're talking about... I'm sorry. Don't worry about when that, guys. Se- yeah. When Seattle's favored by, by less than three, you're talking about a, a team that hasn't had much success. They're four and six against the spread, and the Rams, on the other hand, they're three and one when they're at least getting three points here in the McVay area, in the McVay era. So the Rams are a good team in this kind of spot, D. What do you think? You think Wilford? You think we're going to see Wilford, or you think we're going to see Goff here? I think we're going to see Wilford in this game right here, and and it is, it's going to prevent a different kind of uh, problem for the Seattle defense being that Wolford is able to move with his legs. Goff can do it a little bit, but Wolford is, is, is yeah. more, you know, it's more his game. They were making plays. They were making actual run plays for him, right? They were actually calling plays for him to run the ball. Now, these two teams played twice this year already, yeah. right? And Wilson kind of had his issues the first game against the Rams in Week 10. He only they threw for 248, but he had two picks, mm. and his rating was only 57 in that game. They played again, I believe, in week 15, and he, uh, again, he, he, he limited it through the air, 225 through the air, but no picks. He threw a touchdown. His rating was a bit better at 93. But in right. those two games as well, the Rams sacked him 11 times, wow. and we know that the, the Seattle offensive line has their issues protecting Russell. You're right. He makes up for it. like you, you know, He really masked that problem with his legs and, and what he does downfield, creating extra time and throwing the ball to Lockett and Metcalf. But those guys against this pass defense are going to have their troubles getting open. It's going to be an interesting game because the Rams are going to be limited on offense. So it just comes down to how many points Seattle can put up against this Rams defense. You're right. And, I mean, the one advantage that I, that they have, I, and you, you can't overlook it, I mean, is the quarterback position, and it's Russell Wilson, you know. So that's what I would look at. But, I mean, I mean, you know they're going to try and run the ball here. You're going to get the Rams. They're 10th in the league in rushing. You're going to see Akers a lot here. Cooper Cup and Woods, they both had over 90 catches. So they might be missing those guys if, if Wolford's work. And, and on top of, you know, the, the the troubles that we believe the Rams offense might have in this game, it's not like Seattle defense is as bad as it was in the first no, half of the season. Deep. In fact, they've come 
The Seahawks have allowed 150 and a half fewer total yards per game in the second half of the season. Wow. That's like the largest improvement from a team in the first half of the season to the second in NFL history. Carlos Dunlap, right? The and addition Adams, right? of Carlos Dunlap, J- uh, Jamal Adams getting healthy and being able to play in the second half of the season mm-hmm. more. It all, you know, coincided with the with the with the defense. So they've they've improved a, a ton on defense. Deep. Six in sacks, eleventh in interceptions. You know, they get their they get their turnovers here. Seattle's defense. So I, you know, I tend to lean here on Seattle. But looking at the whole board, the Rams are probably the best, the the number one dog available for me. It's a short line here. I make Bay's history here in the playoffs, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean with Seattle in this one before because despite all the offensive line troubles and and the the, the troubles with Wilson getting sacked a lot, yeah. he has thrown for 40 touchdowns this year. He's a count, you know. They score a lot more too. They scoring about 28 points a game. The Rams are like 23 a game. So I, you know. They had do the, have, had the Rams offense came into this somewhat clicking. I don't. I didn't need them to be rolling, but somewhat clicking. Yeah. But the fact that Goff is coming off surgery, Walford is what his second start ever in the NFL in, yeah. a, in a playoff game here. It's a lot to ask for for them to go into Seattle and, and beat Seattle and beat a Russell Wilson led Seattle Seahawks team. So I'm gonna lean yeah. with Seattle on the short three. I like I it at home. I like the under here too. Do you have a nice notable? Forty two and a half is low, but yeah, points are gonna be at a premium in this I one. Agree. We, we would think. We're going to move on to the night game of Saturday. Uh, nice matchup here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Tampa favored by 7.5 on the road, and the total is 44.5 in this one. Interesting game, bro. Yeah, very interesting. And I hear everyone always mentioning Washington's defense, and, and I know a lot, of, a lot of people on the Tampa Bay side have been hearing this story, and a lot of people have neglected to talk about the Tampa Bay defense, and I think that's really the story here, D. The Tampa Bay defense against a horrible Washington offense, you know? You got Tampa Bay number one against the run, only giving up 80 yards per game. They're eighth in the league in points allowed. They're pretty good on third down as well. They get off the field. They're fourth in sacks because, you know, they got that blitz defense with, with Todd Bowles. They're seventh in interceptions. So they're taking the ball away in all kinds of ways. The, they rush the quarterback. You got Washington's offense here, 31st in the league in, in efficiency. It looks like a bad matchup to me. You know, I see the blitz coming through right here with the Bucks and, and – Alex Smith having so much trouble moving in that pocket is going to be issues here with that short passing game that Washington has, D. What do you think? I think there's a total mismatch here. As far as Buccaneers and Washington, do you think yeah. Buccaneers are, are going to smoke these guys out? I do, D. I, I really do. I do. Well, I mean, listen, Alex Smith is 5-1 and one on a team that's 7-9, and nine, right? So, True. but. He's thrown turnovers. He's thrown picks, especially in the last couple of games. And at best, he's a game manager, right? And I think you're going to need more than a game manager to beat Tom Brady in a playoff game, especially with Tom Brady with the weapons that he has True. and a defense now. Exactly. Yeah, I could, you could argue that this is the most weapons Tom Brady's ever had in his career. And it showed. He threw 40 touchdown passes this year. It's the most touchdowns he's thrown in the season since the year he threw 50, back wow. when they were undefeated. So, good you one. know, and Tom's been good through the air. I know that there's naysayers out there say he doesn't throw the ball deep, but he has. They've been one of the best deep throwing ball teams in the NFL this season. You're right. 24 points or more scored in seven straight games for the Buccaneers okay. coming into this one. I mean, uh, Evans, I think he's going to be out with the hyperextended knee that he suffered last week, but they might not meet him in this game. They have Godwin. They have A.B. They have Gronk. They have Scotty Ronald Jones Miller. out the backfield. Scotty Miller, which is was well, at some point in the season, was a favorite of Tom Brady, so Cameron you know he's Bray. not afraid to go to him. Bray, who's also a great tight end. 
I mean, it's a lot for to watch. And and listen, Washington has a great defense. You know what I'm saying? Third pass defense in the NFL. Uh, they've allowed, they've actually allowed the fewest passes of 20 or more yards downfield. Okay. So you know, they're good at limiting the. But if Arians could just tailor the offense a little bit more to how they had it in the Patriots when they were throwing deep and throwing some screens, yeah. more play action, more more running game, more running attempts. I think well, I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to be fine in this one. I agree, dear. Like you mentioned, they have plenty of weapons here. I mean, Ronald Jones, for me, is one of the keys in this game. 5.1 yards per carry for the season. He rushed for almost 1,000 yards. That's going to help Brady out here. Getting that running game going, getting that play action going, getting some short passing game going, some screen action going, and that's going to be the key for them. On the Washington side, obviously, Gibson. They need Antonio Gibson to have a big game. He, they, but they were only 26 in rushing. They're 24th in passing. I mean, and third down conversions, D, they're 23rd in the league at only 39%. So they, they had issues all around in offense, and I, that's why I think they just won't have enough offense in this game. And, and their, their, their defense might hold a minute, but I see, like we spoke about earlier, a 24-10, to 24-13 kind of game here, 27-14 to 14 kind of game here. But the Bucks easily covering this game here. There is a path to victory for Washington here. I don't want to say that there is. And it's if they can get to Tom Brady. That's the, the you know the blueprint of beating Tom Brady over the years. Couple and they have overs. a good pass rush. They have Chase Young. And I don't even think Chase Young is the best player on defense. I think Montez Sweat is right, the guy yeah. that gets after the quarterback the most. So if they can, and Jonathan Allen on the line as well, they, they right. have a good defensive line. That's, if they end up with 10 sacks in this game or something crazy like that, then Washington absolutely could win this game. I just think that Bruce Arians is a smart enough guy to, to recognize what kind of uh, problems the Washington defense is going to present to the offense. And, you know, they have to make the adjustments and they yeah. have to go with the short passing game. And, and D, the weakness is also that run defense. We spoke about that. They've given up 100 and, about 113 yards a game. That's only good for 15th in the league. They they have to try and take an advantage of that. The Bucks, like I said, Ronald Jones, that's where he takes advantage, take advantage of that weakness. And at the end of the day, you know, as far as the total goes, I really have no strong feeling on the total. Maybe small lean to the under. But I, I like definitely. I like a t- I like a twenty four ten twenty four fourteen game here. Yeah. Me too, G. I agree. So we'll see. And also, Chase like look, as if Tom Brady Brady need any more motivation. Chase Young called more, him out right? by name. I He'll want Tom Brady. Tom Let's see how that ends up. We'll yeah. we'll revisit that that statement <laughs> early next week. Uh, listen, Ravens Titans, right? That's yeah. the the opening game of Sunday. That one's gonna be noon Sunday. We're gonna have Ravens Titans, a rematch of last year's. Uh, playoff game. I think the Titans handled the Ravens pretty much easily in that one. So Ravens looking for revenge in this one. Three and a half on the road for Baltimore. 54 and a half is the total. The ultimate revenge spot here for the Ravens. I mean, not only losing to them in the playoffs yet last year, they also lost earlier in the season at home. That was a 30 to 24 score. So you got that going for you. Believe it or not, the Tennessee, number one in the league in turnover differential. They're plus 11, so they get turnovers. They don't really give the ball up. I was shocked when I read, when I read that. So that's going to be that's going to play a huge deal here cuz they're going to need to get a couple of turnovers off off of, um Lamar here if they expect to win this game. Big discrepancy here, D, on defense, right? I think that's the biggest difference for by these both teams could score points, but the biggest defense is the the biggest difference is the Titans defense is awful and the Ravens are actually have a top notch defense. Second in points allowed. They're seventh in yards allowed. They get to the quarterback, they're thirteenth in sacks. You know, the Ravens all all around defense is much better than the Titans. You got the Titans here, D, thirtieth in sacks. 
They're 24 from points allowed, allowing 27 and a half. They're 19th against the run. They allow almost 400 yards a game. I think that's the difference right here. The Those two defenses, there's a huge difference in those two defenses here. This one, you know, I think this one is going to be shaping up to be a shootout. Yeah, I think I this one's. I'm. I'm actually liking the lean on the over the total here. I know it's high, but the way this one is shaping out, I think it's gonna be a shootout. The Ravens actually averaged 30.6 uh, mm-hmm. points per game this season, uh, regular season with Lamar. I know it goes down to 14 and a half in the two playoff games, but I mean it's such a small sample size. At some point, you would think Baltimore's gonna break out. It's yep. a good spot here against the Tennessee defense. I agree. One thing, though, one, well, not one thing, but a huge concern for Baltimore is how Tennessee matches up with them. It seems that Tennessee matches up with Baltimore very well because they seem to get the better of them over the last, you know, two seasons here now. But Baltimore's going to have to break that curse, right, to get through to the next day. They want to get through to the next level. Another concern is that I know Tennessee's defense is Swiss cheese and they're pretty bad, but they're bad in pass defense and coverage. And it seems like Baltimore doesn't really take advantage of that. They don't pass the ball much. They're really low volume when it comes to passing. They run a ton. So don't know if they're going to be able to fully take advantage of it. But again, I see them gashing and, and getting huge yards. I see a lot of points getting run up in this one. D, Lamar Jackson and Dobbins are the only guys that average over six yards a carry this year. These guys, big time, you know, they get big chunks of yards. Gus Edwards was solid, too. He had over 700 yards. That's where they're going to try and make their money. But don't forget, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, he came on late in the season. Andrews is still there. That's um, Lamar's favorite target. My biggest question is, what happens if the Ravens get down? Can they come back? If Lamar gets down a touchdown or two, you know, and it's late. Are they going to pass the ball? Can they pass I mean, the ball enough? Tennessee, to Tennessee has already shown that they can come back from down in the right. in the game that they played earlier this year. They were down big to Baltimore, and they actually came back and you know and Good won point. that game. So, but yeah, it's true. And can Baltimore win a playoff game? We're still waiting to see if if, if Lamar. Listen, yeah. don't get it wrong. When they play on the field this weekend, Lamar Jackson is absolutely going to be the best player on that field. And that's a lot to say because Derrick Henry is also on the field. You have Ryan Tannehill on the field who's having a great season as well. But Jackson is going to be the best player on the field. Now, can he get it done? Yeah, D. I mean, I want to break down the Titans a little bit here. Offensively, D, Tannehill, like you mentioned, he's been... He's been awesome, man. I'm talking about 33 touchdowns passing, only seven interceptions. He added seven rushing touchdowns sneakily because he does that little fake to Henry. Last year, he was more game manager. Yeah. This year, he's coming to his own. He's, yeah. he's really take command of the offense as well as Derrick Henry running for his 2,000. And then you got – he almost had two receivers with 1,000 yards. Did you know that? The A.J. Brown, 1,075. Corey Davis, 984 yards. He got weapons. And Janu Smith – He's one of those tight ends that in the red zone, eight touchdowns. You got to watch out for him. We've also seen the threat of Tanner Hill in the red zone with his legs. Yeah, that, exactly. The seven rush. That's why I mentioned the seven rushing touchdowns. So you got that going for you. They're going to score points. I think they're going to score points. I just think that the Ravens get one more stop or two more stops than they do because their defense is just a little, just a little bit better. You see a close game? I know the line is short because the Ravens are on the road and favored, but <sighs> do you see a close game within a Not- touchdown? Uh, maybe you get a back door here by the Titans, like if you're talking about a touchdown. But I still think the Ravens cover this. game. What do you game. think about T? I know you you like the Ravens in this one. What do you think about a tease of the Titans up to nine and a half? I mean, I I wouldn't feel as comfortable about it to be honest with you, D, because I just I just feel like this is one of these breakout games for Lamar. It's time for Lamar to break out, and the Titans defense 
It looks like it's, uh, you know, it's the perfect candidate for something like that. This would be a, a game for him to throw the ball, though. Exactly. Yeah, I think that this, he breaks out of his arm with here. both. I think he breaks out with both. He, he's been explosive these these last five, six weeks. So, Roski likes the Ravens in this, in that love one. Him. I love I'm, him, I'm, I'm, You know, I think I'm going to lean Titans here. Oh, wow. the plus three and a half at home. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean Titans here. They, it's just a, 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 it seems to be a matchup. bad matchup for Baltimore. Vrabel. It's gonna be a hump for them to get over, so I think it's gonna be close. I'm not saying the maybe the Ravens win by three, and I get I get the three and a half cover. True. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the three and a half at home. There, it's just uh, it's, it, it makes it super exciting. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. So we're gonna get them move on to uh, the second big game of the Sunday afternoon slate, and this one will be Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Saints favored by ten at home. Is that the biggest spread of the weekend? I believe it is. It is dude. And forty seven and a half is the total here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find a way to give the Bears a chance here, D. And the only thing I could really look at is that earlier matchup they had earlier in the year. It was a tight, close matchup. The the New Orleans ended up sneaking that one out in overtime. Overtime, 26 yeah. To, yeah, 26-23. But the Saints, they beat the Bears six straight, man, going back to like 2007. And Breeze has good numbers against these guys. Beat They beat they beat up on the Bears, D. And, I mean, when you're looking at the offense, the Saints offense, they're getting back. They should be getting back their running backs, all of them, from COVID. And they are supposed to get back Michael Thomas here. So that's a lot of weapons there, dude, that Drew Brees got to work with. You got a three-headed monster at running back, Kamara Murray, and don't forget about Taysom Hill. They had a combined 28 rushing touchdowns. That's the best in the league, the um, the Saints, as far as run, running game. I mean, they're fifth in the league in points. And that's where we're having Drew Brees out a lot for a long time. You know, Drew Brees did go 24 touchdowns, six picks this year, so that was solid. And they're sixth in the league in rushing. You know, I, I love the, the Saints here. I don't think the Bears have enough offense for them. What do you think? Do you think the Bears' offense plays like they did against those uh, those subpar teams down the stretch? Well, no. Listen, the Saints' uh, defense is pretty good. I think they're going to limit what the Bears can do. I think the Bears are messed up in this one because of all the injuries on defense. Like, their mm. thing was the defense, and I can't even say that just because of, I mean, Buster Screen, Jalen Johnson didn't play last week. They're questionable for this one. Roquan Smith, Roquan. I think he's out for this yeah, one. I mean, out. he's just been as valuable as Khalil Mack this season. You're you right. know, So, Roquan Smith, out, and also the number two receiver, Daryl Moore, uh, uh, Mooney, Mooney might be out for this one. So just all those, a ton of injuries on top of being the underdog in this one. I mean, I know they're a better offense with Mitchell Trubisky. I do expect him to put up some points in this one, just not enough to match the Saints. Yeah, D, it's Trubisky's second start in the postseason. So he's not a guy that's a seasoned veteran as, as far as being in these spots. Plus, the Bears' offense, regardless, they were better under Trubisky, but you're still talking about an offense that's 23rd in the league, uh, that's 23rd in points. That's 25th in rushing. That's 25th in total yards. It's 30th in third down conversion. It doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. I like Cairo Santos, their their kicker, 30 for 32 this year. He's been good, but that's not gonna be the field goals are not gonna be enough to to get to that. I don't Listen, think they'll. You think they get within the 10? It, what do you think? It, no, I, I don't. I don't. I think this. Well, you know, I think it's right around 10 for this one because I'm sure. thinking this might be like a, a 27-17 final here. So I think right around 10. Meaning that I don't like the line in this one might just stay off. Maybe going the over in this one might lean over because I think that there will be over Maybe 50 points. Maybe a teaser candidate one. here, no? It could be, yeah, definitely a teaser candidate because I just can't see. Them. Listen, the Bears' defense is ranked 20th in the past, and and Breeze has the luxury of weapons. He also has a, a premium running game to, to lean on. Yeah, I, I, and you know, and he gets the ball out quickly. So any pass rush that they might be able to generate, they're not going to touch Breeze anyway. He hardly gets sacked. I agree. And indeed, not for nothing. Let's be honest. The Bears' defense is okay, but they. I mean, 15th against the run, that's not great. 
They're 11th in total defense, which is solid. But they're 17th in sacks. They don't have Khalil Mack didn't have a great year this year. They they don't put that much pressure on the quarterback. So I wouldn't be too worried right here if I'm the Saints. Yeah, I might. You know what? It might be a teaser candidate later on. I might just yeah. cook something up to go with, with my best bet. So then we're gonna sure. we're gonna move on from this. Also, the Taysom Hill factor. Like, let's be honest, guys. When He's Breeze is on the field, Taysom Hill becomes a, just another weapon at his disposal. And I think we're gonna see him deployed in all types of ways, catching the ball, running the ball, just right. doing a lot of things for, for, especially in the red zone. So yeah, the Saints big. Not Saints big in this one. I think they get around. They win by ten. I think the line is a little too big to take. You know, ten in a yeah. playoff game is a lot. He's a candidate. I know Mitchell has has looked a little resurgent over the last month, but it, it might have to do with with the you know quality of opponent that they face. So you know, we like the Saints in this one. Yeah. We're going to move on to the Browns and Steelers. Last game to cover here, bro. Last one, brother. So the it's Steelers goodie. at home by six. And this one is 47 and a half. And these guys just met last week, even though half the Steelers team didn't play. Yeah, so we don't really know what the matchup is going to look like right here. The Steelers are trying to hold back as much as they can starting Mason Rudolph last week. D. Um, can the Browns, D, get over their injuries and their COVID issues here to win and cover this game? I think that's the huge question. Can they get over Olivier Vernon, Vernon being out? Can they get over their coach not being there? I think their offensive line coach is not there. They're out a guard in Joel Batonio. So they got a lot of stuff going on right now, which it doesn't serve them well here when you're trying to focus on a Steelers team. That regardless what you might think about the Steelers, they've covered five of the last six against the Browns. They're first in the league in sacks. They're first in the league in interceptions. They're third in total defense. I mean, this team's top-notch as far as that goes, D. My concern, again, always is going to be Big Ben. Big Ben, can he get it done? You know, can he? does he have enough? Is he going to play like he did in the second half of that Colts game? You know, I don't think he needs to play like that because I think Baker and the boys, they're just short. They're too short-handed here, D. What do you think about Cleveland and their chances? Listen, man, it's a shame that these guys played last week and that they have to play again this week. And it's a shame with all the uh, the, the things that, they're, you know, the Browns are going through because of COVID. They're missing Joel uh, Betonio. The guard. They're going to be missing Stefanski, the head coach, because of COVID. Olivia Vernon out with the Achilles turned yeah. in that he tore. So, you know, as far as, you know, and on top of the COVID, the injuries is, is a lot for the sure. Browns to ask for. I think the last time they made the playoffs was in 2002. I think the last time they won a playoff game was in 1994. Just all types of bad history and juju going against the Browns. And now the COVID and injuries and the fact that they played this team last week. Yeah. It's a lot to ask the Cleveland Browns to overcome this weekend. And they're facing an experienced team here, which is something that they don't have. You know what I mean? As far as their coach and as far as their their start um their starting quarterback, which I'm going to give you guys a couple of uh, trend, playoff trends after we go through all these games. Just some big playoff trends that I was reading over. And that's a concern here. Baker's first start, D. You think he plays well here against this well, the, top the, notch There's, there's a couple of favorable matchups that the Browns do have heading into this one. As far as their tight ends against the Pittsburgh's defending okay. tight ends, that's a favorable matchup for the Browns. Their running game against the Pittsburgh run defense, that's another favorable matchup. The Browns okay. average 148 rushing yards per game, and the Steelers give up about 158 rushing yards per game. Oh, wow. uh, the Steelers like to blitz a lot, very blitz happy. I think they have the 73-game streak with at least one sack or more going. Everybody knows that. But Baker seems to, you know, handle the blitz pretty well, you know. Against the Blitz this year, he has 108 rating. So, you know, there's things that the the Browns do have going for them, but I think there's a lot more going against them this weekend. I agree with you, D. I do do tend to lean here with the points here. I do kind of like the Browns. We were discussing this. I'm a huge Steelers fan. 
But plus seven, I'd buy the point and make it a plus seven. I think the Browns could keep it within seven. Do you think the Steelers blow them out, or do you think this is going to be a game where the no, Browns could keep it close I, I down think, the stretch? I think the, the, the Browns show some heart in this one, and, and I think they compete, you know? Me too. I, I think one those night eerie games here, playoff game, you know, Pittsburgh has been all over the place here Listen, I'm, the I'm expecting a lot of chub. I'm expecting some hunt. I'm expecting some play action from some the Browns Landry, right? to the tight ends. To the to, to you know short receiver routes you know Landry's been big this year Higgins he's been a quite quite the weapon Higgins for, for thing. but you know Pittsburgh does have the top pass rush in the game they had the top in sacks fifty six on the year mm-hmm. top in quarterback hits one hundred and thirty six on the nice. year uh, T J Watt he led the league with fifteen sacks um last week Sheldon Richardson was generating uh, some pressure up the middle there you Good. know so listen, got weapons yeah I'm just saying I, I really like the Steelers in this one. And but I think they keep at, it within the seven as well. And if you're looking at the Steelers here, D, I also want to remind you that they have tons of weapons here at wide receiver. All three wide receivers, Claypool, Johnson, and Smith-Schuster, all over 800 yards this year. Impressive. And then they add Ebron and James Washington every once in a while. I mean, if they could get any sort of run game, 32nd in the league in rushing, only, only about 85 yards a game rushing. That's their weakness here. But I think Big Ben does enough on offense. And to, to get them the win, maybe consider this. Do you think the Steelers are a better teaser candidate or the Browns are a better te- teaser candidate here than the, the Ravens or Titans? D? Who do you like? If I'm doing a six-point teaser on Sunday and I've got the Saints at a minus four, do you like the Steelers here to win this game? Do you like the Browns on the plus 12, which I think I would tend to lean there? Or do you like the Titans on that plus nine and a half? Do you think that game will be a little bit closer there? I would, I, would, I would do Titans. I, I would do Titans plus nine and a half. I hear. You. Yeah, at I would home. Do Titans plus nine and a half. The home, just the, the home factor there, and their the history, fact, their history Ravens. with Baltimore and the matchups. Because you know, yeah, listen, the Browns can end up winning this game big. So you, you know, you you don't want to yeah, put the Steelers, Steelers down to you know, yeah. You, yeah so the Steelers can you. end up winning this game big. You don't want to, yeah. you know, and you don't, you just don't know. But I, I do think the plus seven is the way to go if you're betting Brown Steelers. Yeah, I agree. D. By that point, right? By the point, make it a plus seven. All right, so there we go. We went through all the games. D, what's Picks. your what's your number one? Let's hit him with a one really. Your My top solid pick, pick is Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo six and a half. I think that the, it's an overwhelming matchup for the Colts defense. I know they've been good this year, but the Bills are rolling. They've been blowing teams out for the last like seven weeks now, and I, I think the, the the trend continues. I think they okay. smoke the Colts. All right, let's give them two more then. Two more picks, solid picks here that you really feel good about after Buffalo. You got Buffalo at minus six as your number one. Let's give the fans two more picks, or if you want to throw in a teaser, I'm gonna in there, go tight. I'm gonna go Titans. Uh, actually, let's do. I'll, I'll do a tease here. I'll do the Titans the, with the plus nine and a half at okay. home, and I'll do the Buccaneers one and a oh. half to win on the road against football team. Nice. So that'll be like a solid that. two picks right there. Let me try and see if I can hunt for one more down here. Nah, I think that that'll be it for me. Right. I'll do a solid tease right there, which would be Bucks to win or Bucks one and a half with the uh, with Titans plus nine and a half at home, and then you know. Ride, ride Buffalo six and a half there. D, my top pick is going to be Baltimore at minus three. I believe in Lamar. I believe he finally gets over the hump. And I'm going to, and I believe in their, in their defense way more than I do in the Titans defense. So I'm going Baltimore minus three as my number one pick. Uh, right behind that, which I feel strongly about, I do go with the over in the Colts game at the 51 and a half. I buy that down to 51. I'm taking that over 51 right there. Buffalo and the Colts, I feel they'll be the most points in that game besides maybe the Ravens game. And besides that, man, I've been going back and forth on this last one, D. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm going with Seattle minus three. Okay. I'm going with Russell at home. I, I you know McVeigh scares me a little bit there. I just I don't think Wolford and, or Golf is gonna be is gonna be able to do enough here against that uh, Seahawks defense at home. Nice. I like I like I like it. Yeah. I like all the reasoning. It's funny, funny that we didn't touch Brown Steelers, right? I thought coming yeah. into the show that I would definitely be on that game, but rather just stay away. Yeah, it's just so much bad history against the Browns, and then you know, like, and people are actually rooting for the Browns. Man, there's a lot of people getting behind them to to get it done, and and you know, yeah. get some uh, relevancy back. You know, yeah. And D, I, I mean, we're gonna move on from the NFL here. We're gonna do a little bit of uh, basketball, but I just really wanted to touch on some recent playoff trends. <laughs> That really stuck out. I mean, I was digging for numbers. I was digging for some good stuff. And I just wanted to point out a few, D. Last three seasons, the road teams, 10-2 and two straight up in the wild card round. And 11-1 and one against the spread for the road teams, D. Wow. Crazy number, right? Yeah, man. Under, D. 10-2 and two in the wild card games in the last year. And uh, in the last three years. And in the playoffs, the under's been 24-7-1. So... Guys, just keep this in mind. The defense is heightened a little bit more in the, in the playoffs. You're going to get more defense. You're going to get more unders. And those road teams, D, come in and they play up. They play up, you know? They're coming in and it doesn't matter the last three years specifically. It hasn't mattered. And this year probably matters even less because of the lack of fans. Uh, I just want to touch on a few more. Quarterbacks in their first playoff games, D, 15 and 36 straight up. Who, the, who does that apply to? Baker and Wolford. If he plays, so you got that going for you, and then in 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 games where the spread is plus three to minus three, first time quarterbacks D four and twenty one, Wolfer again that applies to Wolfer. So in games where it's a tight spread and you got a first time quarterback, awful four wow. and twenty one straight wow. up, three and twenty one against the spread, no chance for these first time quarterbacks in these games where the, where you play in a tight game. Uh, one more here just. Just to top it off here, home favorites of a touchdown or more in the wild card round, 11-2 straight up, 10-3 against the spread. So if you got a home favorite of a touchdown or more in the wild card round, that's the number here. I think that applies to New Orleans here, D, and New Orleans only. So you got them here. You got them to cover. These teams have been covering, and these teams are good for the teaser as well. So that's good, solid stuff there. Let's get into the NBA. Let's do it. Good luck this weekend, guys, betting the NFL, by the way. Yes, it's a big sir. weekend. It's a huge betting weekend. It should be fun. It's also, huge betting news for New York. We're legal. Oh, yeah, it's official. For gambling, yes. We're legal for gambling. They're going to implement, get those servers up for all the mobile gambling. and you'll be Marijuana's to, so coming soon. Won't have to cross that bridge anymore to go to uh, Jersey. So Yeah, he wants to, Cuomo wants to keep that money over here. Well, I, we have to thank Jersey because Jersey put the pressure on New York. What they realized what was happening was that yeah. everybody was crossing that bridge, paying that easy pass toll, mm-hmm. and putting the money into Jersey's pockets. So, you know, New York Jersey wants. forced it. And, you know, New York has a lot of money to make up due to COVID and, and uh, other circumstances as well. But, yeah. I agree. We're not a political show. We won't get into any of that stuff. But yeah, all right, good for New York, for sure. NBA, my brother. Where yeah, we man. At? We are Bet the Universe, right? We are Bet the Universe. Podbean.com, the original home, Spotify, and iTunes, the extra platforms. We know that the majority of you guys use iPhones, so go onto that iTunes app and look us up, Bet the Universe, and you'll see the show. Click on it, give us a listen, leave some feedback. Yeah, NBA. Let us know what you think, guys. Let us know if you want us to add anything. Let us know, have any questions about anything, and keep the information coming in. All right, brother. I wanted to look, take a look at the NBA, and I wanted to look out teams that we could look at 
going ahead that have been playing really well that we might be able to take advantage of maybe on a daily basis. Maybe we could still look at winning a division. But, D, we got to take a look at these teams that are they have gotten out to some hot starts here. Who has? Who do you think has impressed you the most? We talked about Philadelphia about the, 76ers. Philly, right? And, the, and so, I mean, if, if we're talking about the two most impressive right now. It's going to be Philly on the Eastern Conference and going to be Phoenix in the Western. Yeah, Philly has some impressive wins this year, D. 7-2 and two now. They had seven a blip last two. night, but 7-2. and two. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Their best win, D, believe it or not, their best win might just be Toronto, which is not a big win, or even New York Knicks. I mean, they beat Washington. They've lost to, they lost to Cleveland. They they beat uh, Orlando, which is probably their most impressive win, actually. And they beat Charlotte a few times. The one thing that we ought to keep in mind, D, is the scheduling. With the scheduling, a lot of these teams, they, they play two or three times, uh, you know, and, and you get to see these guys a lot. And maybe you're playing a weak team, a couple of weak teams. If you're playing a couple of back-to-back weak teams, you got a four wins in a row, you know? So that's something to look out for here, man. But... Yeah, the Sixers have been impressive. Uh, we we both picked them over Yo, on the total, right? Tobias, man. Tobias Harris been playing well. Joel Embiid in early MVP conversations, you know? I mean, Simmons still can't shoot from outside, but they got, you know, Shake Milton doing his thing shooting, so... And the addition of Seth Curry was good for them, right? Seth Curry's been injured for the last few games, hasn't played, but, you know, it's, and Dwight Howard as well. I mean, they're ninth in the league in three-point percentage, D, which is impressive. They needed help at the, in that area. We, we, we talked about that. They've been good in rebound, solid, rebounding the ball, eighth in the league in that category. You know, so they've been pretty solid. I think I saw them. They were first in defensive efficiency, D. Yes, they, they are the number, first in block number one in defense. So that's impressive. Doc, that's, definitely, a, that's, a doc that's definitely a Doc influence. That's definitely a Doc influence as, as For well. For sure. So uh, continuing the East D in that same division in the Atlantic, I mean we gotta talk about the Knicks, bro. Absolutely. I, I mean I didn't. I gotta give it to Thibodeau here, guys. If you got find any odds on coaches, coach of the year, Thibodeau. I was looking at it. Thibodeau is like plus eighteen hundred. You know, and, with, and without um Obi Toppin, who they were, uh, you know, they were counting on kind of big to help out yeah. this season. But you know, Julius Randle has been the superstar for the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, man. Um, Peyton's been playing well. Knox has been hitting Bullock. threes from the outside. Bullock, you know, quickly has been contributing as well. The Knicks have a nice roster. They do. They signed and, 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 and Austin Rivers was a great addition in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. I can't say enough about Austin Rivers, he especially down the Nick. stretching games. He's been hitting big shots. He likes being Nick, D. We're talking about these Nick wins right here. Milwaukee, my they were plus twelve and a half, a plus six hundred dog win. D. Cleveland, another dog win at plus one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana, nine and a half point dog. They won that outright plus three fifty. You, this is big money here. Atlanta, yeah, two forty plus two forty, and then another plus two sixty against Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. This is big money, and you can see the adjustment by the odds makers because they actually favored tonight against OKC. So already, even though they're well, at how home, much is the line against OKC? OKC is one of the poor one teams and a half. in the NBA. Yeah, they're so, not a good team, but yeah, still value. I mean, there, you can, right? so you're gonna see the adjustment coming because Vegas is not gonna continue to allow themselves to lose money like that. Exactly. But these Nick wins. And that value, but I mean, are, but, are the, but you know, but more to the to the next question: are, Is this sustainable? Is this something that they can continue doing? Uh, I mean, is this Thibodeau, early, you know, an early good run. I mean, Thibodeau's a, gr- a good coach. He's shown to, he's shown to himself to be a good coach. He has a bit of a tight rotation, but defense is his hallmark, and that's what the Knicks are doing right now. They have horrible three point shooting, yeah. and they're still getting these wins. And D, they're five and three right now. They're seventh in defensive efficiency. They're five and three. All they've been underdogs in every game this year. 
you know so these are all big wins right here and they've played better than they would i mean come on they got five dog wins big dog Listen, wins it, it, it couldn't it couldn't be a better start for the knicks like nobody really yeah, imagined this right here i agree a thousand percent whoever has the over on the on that season total i think it was around 23 easy money right now that looks like the indiana let's talk about indiana a bit they're pretty impressive too no yeah, Indiana's off to a six and two start. Um, they have great players. Uh, McConnell, LeQuay, had Lamb is playing well. T.J. Warren from last year, he was the you know playing Sabonis. well going into the bubble. Sabonis has been great, big man that passes. And um, Brogdon's coming to his own. He's averaging almost twenty four a game. Brogdon, right they now. added the year before last from Milwaukee, but yeah, now he he really is coming into his own game, more comfortable in that system over there in Indiana. Second in the league in field goal percentage. You know, at 49%, so they're shooting the ball really well. I mean, they really should have one more win. They had that game against Boston where they blew that 17-point lead. I hear you. So you got so that. Should, yeah. So, I mean, 6-2 and two Anybody else be in like the East that right uh, impresses you? I uh, mean, Orlando's off to a hot start right now. You know, I don't know if they can sustain that because I don't, I don't you know, they have some talent on the team, but... But everything else is playing pretty much the way I, I D, thought it would. that Orlando, uh, I just, just want to point out, it might be a little bit of an aberration. Two wins against Washington, a win against OKC. You got a couple more wins here against Cleveland. You know, I think that Orlando, once they start playing, if you look at their schedule upcoming, you got Houston, Dallas, Milwaukee, a couple of games against Boston and Brooklyn. They're going to come back down to earth yeah, over here. Like Orlando. I said, I don't, I don't really expect them to, to sustain that. I think that's just a, a early scheduling thing with them. And then, you know, got, got a couple of easy games uh, in the first couple of weeks of the season here. Yeah. One last team I want to touch on in the East D is a disappointing start here by the Raptors. I, I, I do think Cleveland's kind of good, though. I like their roster. With, bad, Drummond's man. playing well, and Sexton looks like he's gotten better. You're right. They're definitely an improved team. I guess I just have that outlook on them. Like, you know, that's why I look down on them like that. <laughs> but, yeah. I think Atlanta, they, they, Atlanta's definitely regressing right now. They they got off to a hot start, but I still like Atlanta to, to, to go, especially to go over that total. They're just having trouble get meshing still. They're scoring the ball well, but they're having a little bit of problem. Yeah, on Miami's having their issues as well. Yeah. And the Raptors, D, I mean, one and six, but not for nothing. You're talking about a tough schedule. This team's played probably the toughest schedule in the league. You got they faced the last three games: the Phoenix, Boston, and New Orleans. Before that, they had uh, the Knicks. We were playing well, and they had New Orleans, and again, you know, and had Philly. So this has been a really tough schedule here for the Toronto. And to be honest, it doesn't get that much easier coming up. You got you got Sacramento, Golden State, Portland, you know, Miami, Indiana, future games there. Well, Milwaukee. I, I, was, I mean, talking about the East, outside of Philly, if you ask me who the next best team in the East is, like, you know, talent-wise, yeah. like who I think is going to end up, where, you know, where they're going to end up at the end of the year, I think Boston's the next best team from Philly. After that, I would pretty go... Pretty dependable. Well after coached. that, I would, go, I would go Milwaukee third, and then I'll probably put, like, Indiana fourth, you know, after those teams right there. Yeah, Brooklyn still has some meshing to do, right? I mean, listen, the, the, they, they're they winning games, but the defense, they, they, I know it's gotten a little better, but I just don't like what Kyrie's doing. They're missing a lot of games. Durant has the COVID issue right now, the contact tracing thing where he's yeah. missing some games. They're deep. They're yeah. deep, but That's I, I got to see more from them before I put them up in the top. I hear you. So we'll update those uh, those power ratings as we go. And then let's move to the West, D. I mean, we spoke about Phoenix. We haven't really spoke about Phoenix, but we sp- we touched on them before, and we spoke about how impressive they've they've gotten off. Phoenix, man. They're 6-2, and two, D. And, again, tough schedule. This told is you, not... Told you to watch out for you these did. guys. You did. Yeah. You called this one, D. I'll give it to you. Got wins over Denver, Utah. Those were two dog wins there. And then they beat New Orleans, Sacramento, Dallas, Toronto. All good teams here that made the playoffs last year. So these are all good wins. Their only losses to, uh, to the Clippers by five. 
and to Sacramento by three. So Listen, close when, games. When, when you add the point guard, Chris Paul, to the situation, you've seen what he did for Houston. He got him. They should have beat Golden State that year. They could have been champs had Chris Paul not gotten that injured, you know? True. So they were on the brink. And Chris Paul, look what he's doing here in Phoenix. He has uh, Booker playing off the ball now. Now he can be a true guard and, and, and do his thing out there and let, let Chris Paul handle the offense and run things. Uh, the addition of Crowder. Yeah, the and was big. You could tell whether you look at the stats where Chris Paul is effective. Assist to turnover ratio, third in the league. They're ninth in assists. They're shooting the three point ball great. They're fifth in three point percentage, and they're sixth in three point shots made. And you know this team is also great from the free throw line. They're second in the league, almost eighty four percent. So they they playing offensively well all around, and they just seem like you know with Monty Williams at the helm over there, they're pretty solid, bro. So they look like a pretty good bet coming up. Like if you see them, and you see them on a small line, they got in a lot of small lines. Yo, Dario Saric off the bench, Saric's he's been awesome. pretty good. Yeah, you know he's a plus forty four in like fifty minutes played so far. So he's been great oh, wow. off the bench. You got eight in the big man with the guards on the outside, so they got that going for them with you know do the pick and pop thing, pick and roll thing. Listen, yeah. they Cameron beat the Pelicans, Johnson. they beat the Jazz, they beat the Nuggets, they barely lost to the Clippers. Like yeah. you know they they doing they're some big there. things over there in Phoenix. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. You know, and we knew we kind of saw this coming with, with the way they ended uh, the bubble last year. You know, they were a team on the rise, and then they added Chris Paul and, you know, a few other pieces there. So here we are. Phoenix is looking good. Yeah, for sure. The, and, and that Pacific is going to be a tough division there with the Clippers and the Lakers, which, you know, those are also good teams that got off solid starts this year. Besides that, the, we see a lot of parity here, man. I mean, the Southwest, you got a bunch of teams that are locked in at 4-4, four and four, and then the Northwest, same thing. Utah, Portland there, 4-4. Four and four. OKC and Denver, haven't seen much from those teams. And not very impressive starts here by Denver, D. Yeah, Denver kind of dropping the ball a little bit to begin the season right now. But, you know, maybe they can right the ship. Still plenty of season left. We knew Portland was going to be good this year with the, their, yeah. their full complement of players healthy coming into this one. Sure. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is still, you know, still hitting threes. He's still in, in great shape, looking real slim out still there. He got the, he got the braids back in the hair. So... Carmelo doing big things. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough division down there. You know, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, but I expect yeah. them to rebound it and get in the mix with Utah and Portland over there down there in the, yeah, in the Northeast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, Dallas, I mean, I like Dallas should be better than 4-4, four and four, but we know, you know, Luka came in a little Luka, out of shape. Luka's been a little cold from Looking three, a little too. plump. Yeah, he there. looked bad from three. He looked much better last night. But, yeah, they're still missing Porzingis, which is a factor, too, you know? But yeah. I, I like the way i seen New Orleans play over there with Stan Van Gundy. I like their first eight players. They got nice eight players over there. I like, I like the way San Antonio's playing. With yeah, the, sneaky good, right? Yeah, yeah. Rudy Gay is still playing at a high level. Uh, we still got Aldridge and, and DeRozan and Patty Mills still hitting threes out there, you know? You're right. Still a good team, man. Still a threat, and they still got pop. They've been getting some dog wins, too, D. When you're looking for a dog, I will feel good about San Antonio. Popovich, he gets the most out of his players. If you see a line where you see a plus eight, plus seven there for San Antonio, don't be afraid to dig in there. They might get the win, D. Well, yeah, they got one against the, the, the they Lakers, beat the two right? LA teams back to back. I mean, that's impressive. They got the Clippers and they got the Lakers. And that's a lot of plus back money. Back to back. So that's a lot of plus money. So yeah. those are the kind of teams you want to look out for. Well coached, kind of below the radar still right now. They're still not known, right? San Antonio. I'm, I'm more interested to get into your disappointments or, or your, the teams that you think they I mean, get my, off the hot starts. One of the disappointing teams that I had was the Raptors. We spoke about them. That's, that's a definite right there. I, and I have there in my list here for the West, I have the unimpressive Lakers so far. I know you didn't... I, I, I just don't I, see how. I, the only reason, D, is because the only two tough games that they've had, they've lost. 
the total toughest games that they played, which were against the Clippers on opening night and against the Portland Trailblazers at home, those were the two toughest games they had, and they lost both those games, and they were favored in both those games. Uh, you know, that's the only thing. And then when you look at their schedule, like we spoke about earlier, it's just not very good wins here. You're facing San Antonio, who's, who's you know, is undermanned. They beat them twice. They beat Memphis twice, which, you know, John Morant's not there. You know, that's the only thing I said about them. That's all. I, w- I would like to see them get some good wins coming up. But if you look at their schedule, uh, it's not, not, I mean, you don't have that much high competition in the next month or well, so. Well, they got Memphis coming up, right? Yeah, they got. They got Chicago coming up. Chicago. The they San got Antonio Houston again. They got times. Houston coming up. So, yeah, I mean, the, the jury's still going to be out, I guess. I mean, listen, the Lakers are still gelling together. They got a, a bunch of new pieces. Uh, KCP, Kuzma, Wesley Matthews, they still shooting well. They're shooting, I think, a combined 45% from three. So that's going well for them. Um, James and Schroeder are going to have to get their pick-and-roll connection going. They haven't really connected yet on that. Although Schroeder's been good uh, scoring-wise. Turning the ball over a lot. A little, you know, they're 20th in the I mean, league. Listen, th- these things uh, on a team like the Lakers with the veteran presence they have, they will be ironed out. Uh, you know, I have no worries no, about right. the Lakers yet. I hear you. I, I just, you know, I had to take a little jab at them real quick because <laughs> I saw the schedule and sometimes it obviously has nothing to do with them. It's not their fault. But it just, you know, I mean, listen, they, they are six and three, just a half a game behind uh, Phoenix. Yeah, they're right so, there. you know, you're right. Just trying to look for something. No, no need to sign. Just no <laughs> need to sound the alarms. Yeah, get them now while they're six and three before they go on a run when like eight of ten. Just, just looking for a big win here. That's all. That's all. Just looking for a big win. But unfortunately, they, their schedule, the way that, they, you know, that they had it, they haven't had a lot of opportunities for listen, that. There'll so. be opportunity for them to prove themselves against better teams. Right. Some good basketball talk there, D. We'll continue to break down the NBA as we go on. We might do more breaking down of the NBA. Maybe we'll have a show specifically on the NBA coming up, you know, and we'll do that. But good talk here about the NBA. I, uh, real quick, I do want to mention Golden State. They, they have been playing well in uh, the Not last bad. week of the season. Um, Steph had a 62-point game that he got hot for a few games. Yeah, they got Wiseman well. as the number one Wiseman right now for it. Rookie yeah, of so. the Year. I was looking at the odds for that. So he's the, he has been good. He's been They've been playing better, although I've been hearing rumors of Draymond Green trade. Yeah, Draymond hasn't scored the ball this year, D. You're talking about somebody that's averaging like three points a game. Oh, it's shooting. He's not shooting. The most field goals that he's uh, attempted that he's had was three. You know who wants to add Draymond? Who's Portland. Mm. I like that. A good defender I like that. on that team. I would really take like it to the that. next level. I'm a Draymond Green fan. You know, I'm a Golden Listen, State. Listen, Golden fan. State has a bunch of bad contracts, and they might want to unload one of those at this moment. So. That sounds good. I mean, Portland always takes on money, so I could see their owner going and doing that. And that'll be a big step up for a team like Portland, for sure. Do you think somebody like the Swiss, Lakers... A Swiss knife like Draymond? Do you think wow. the Lakers would go oh, after wow. a Draymond? Oh, wow. Or do you think they have the capacity to do it? I mean, if there's, if, I mean, it would have to be for players. You know, they, they have to wait, they would have to give up talent to, to get that. But what, what kind of player gets that done, you think? I mean, I don't think Kuzma will be enough. Kuzma and Caruso. Combination. The two come combined. Maybe to, uh, maybe Horton Tuck, maybe Horton Tucker. Yeah. Horton Tucker. I don't know how much they would want to help out the Lakers. That might be an issue there. I'll tell you who but the yeah. I'll tell you who the Clippers wouldn't uh, who, who Green who they wouldn't want. They wouldn't want Montrez Harrell. Mm. Green Bay's not just yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well good talk. We'll continue to monitor that. And we'll continue to break this down like we always do. But let's wish these guys a fun weekend, right? Wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. Good luck, man. Yeah, good luck on wildcard weekend. We know a lot of money is going to be bet this weekend. So bet responsibly, as we always say, and uh, bet profitably, man. Let's get these wins. Good let's luck, cash guys. out. Good luck. Enjoy, guys. Bet the universe.